simply the amount of professionals that passed was astounding in their career. Which I think is really cool how pass can draw expertise from like any field into like one building, one place. Welcome to Learning Unboxed, a conversation about teaching, learning, and the future of work. This is Annalise Corbin, Chief Goddess of the Pass Foundation and your host. We hear frequently that the global education system is broken. In fact, we spend billions of dollars trying to fix something that's actually not broken at all, but rather irrelevant. It's obsolete. A hundred years ago, it functioned fine. So let's talk about how we reimagine, rethink, and redesign our educational system. So today on Learning Unboxed, we have a very special episode because this time on Learning Unboxed, we're actually having a takeover. So one of our um, internal colleagues, Javier Cruz, is taking over the mic today in the interview, and he is going to be leading a conversation that's all about um, student experiences and what that means in a STEM world, in an innovative program, in a design lab, and in a community that's all around and all about innovation. And so I am super excited today to be handing the program over to somebody else. So um, Javier, the mic is yours. All right. Thank you, Annalise. Uh, So just a little bit about me. Uh, I'm a senior at Metro High School. It's my last year. I'm planning to attend The Ohio State University, uh, majoring as visual arts. Um, And this was an idea that I suggested to Annalise maybe a couple of weeks ago about, you know, maybe having an episode of just where students just have this conversation about their experiences at past and just, you know, how that has influenced their uh, their pathway moving forward. Um, so I think the first thing uh, we should do is like have an introduction, because honestly, I know some of you uh, very vaguely. I've seen you around Metro, but I feel like an introduction, just like your name, your major or any projects that you've uh, working on recently. So, Caleb, we can start with you. Okay, uh, my name is Caleb Waffle. I'm a third year at Ohio State studying industrial and systems engineering. A um, couple projects that I'm working on right now, uh, a startup company called Electrion, which deals with uh, energy and sustainability. And I have some other like music stuff that I'm doing on the side too. All right, uh, Melissa. Uh, hi, my name is Melissa Oliveira. I am a second year student at Ohio State and I'm majoring in industrial design. And some of the projects I'm working on right now is I'm designing furniture for an urban public space to hopefully attract more people to a space that's not commonly visited on OC's campus, um, as well as creating like a free library system on campus that will encourage more students to uh, take time to read some books. All right, cool. Uh, Swathi? Yeah. Hi, everybody. Uh, my name is Swathi Vidatala. I'm a third year at Ohio State studying economics and public policy analysis um, with a minor in global public health. And um, a, current pro- a few current projects, um, I guess one that I was involved with in the past was a podcast called Fresh Off the Boat, and it was an Asian American podcast. Um, and I helped produce an episode there. Currently, I'm working um, with some of my peers at, at the Fisher College of Business on, a, on an impact challenge where we're essentially focused on having more intentional discussions around diversity and inclusion. And yeah, in the future, I'll be pursuing an internship this summer in consulting. All right, cool. Uh, Josiah. 
Hey, my name is Josiah Nahas. I'm a first year student at BGSU majoring in construction management. Because of the pandemic, there's no really projects for me to do as a freshman. But this summer, I'm going to be co-oping at Corner Cocosing in Columbus, Ohio. Oh, that's cool, cool. Yeah, so um, I think this episode was uh, kind of touching based on like, because I, I know that you guys had uh, some, at some point in your high school career, <laughs> you had some... Uh, you went through a program at pass. It could have been MetroBots or a club, a summer program. So if you guys could also share a little bit about what was your first introduction to pass? Uh, was it through a club? Was it through a summer program? And uh, what made you, you know, choose that specific program? And then we can go the same way. So Caleb, you. <laughs> okay. Uh, so what kind of got me at pass was I did a, a learning center called Digital which is focused, it was like, there was two different types of digital. There was the music side of digital and then the more graphic side of digital. So I had went the music route because, you know, I had some, like, I like, I have a passion for music and stuff like that. So I went that route and I went to review and then also took a couple classes at PASS. So that's how I kind of got my introduction to PASS. That's cool. Yeah. Um, uh, so I, I've also like, I was trying to go into the digital uh, media as well. Uh, that's why that's actually how I got this internship mm-hmm. at Pass. Um, uh, right now, I'm working as a video production. I started off as exactly the same, like try to get into the media production aspect to it. But I felt like uh, just through the internship at Pass, I was like, maybe that's not the best route for me. I'm not the best at that. So let me try something new. So I think mm-hmm. that's the cool thing about Pass. So, Melissa, what about you? I got involved with Pass through the MetroBots. I joined that club uh, my freshman year, and then I stayed in the club all throughout of high school. And then I continued to be involved with the learning centers and then helping out with some of the summer camps that they run. That's cool. What about you, Swati? Yeah, um, similar to Melissa, I was also um, part of the MetroBots all four years of high school, joined freshman year. Um, and yeah, I found myself at past a lot for that. Um, and then just like Melissa said, um, junior year, I also pursued a learning center at um, past through the Bodies Learning Center. And that also found me even more at past um, through that. So yeah, been pretty, pretty involved there. Cool, cool. What about you, Josiah? Yeah, uh, my earliest memory of past was actually a Minecraft mathematics club back in like the seventh grade or something like that. It was like in the back rooms before the building was remodeled. Uh, I really got involved in past, of course, with the robotics club and really the fabrication and mechanical side of robotics. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, I was also interested in the MetroBots, but I never got the chance due to scheduling and all that. Yeah. So I kind of wanted to like I, to me, this is an opportunity to learn more about the MetroBots and how that worked. Because I know a lot of my friends are still at the MetroBots and they always said it's a great opportunity, especially for like engineering and mechanical and all that. Uh, so I don't know if you want to share anything, cool projects that you guys did or any, or how has that influenced your pathway currently? It really helped me in terms of, I feel like any mechanical leak sided project, yeah. I feel like I can do it now or at least have a understanding of how it works. Mm-hmm. There's a whole other side to robotics, of course. That's yeah. like the writing, the research, the grant writing, which Melissa actually did a lot of, and which you may be interested in. But uh, the the skills that I learned may not help me in my major, but it definitely mm-hmm. will help me for any projects I decide to do. So, are you guys all in the same team during the? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, yeah. So, what, so what did, what was your part in the Metrobot, in the Metrobots? I mainly worked on the mechanisms. So you see our robot from actually two years ago. Uh, it had 
these pistons so it could lift itself up and kind of mm. like drive onto blocks. I designed the mechanism with the pistons attached to the robot. My senior year, however, I was the main fabricator. So I was just back oh, okay. in the shop cutting metal, drilling metal, using the mill, the lathe, the chop saw. It was, I found that rather fun. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I mean, yeah, that, that's, some, that's something that I really wanted to do it, uh, especially because I know like, I know PASS has so many programs and one of them was like the MetroBots. And uh, when I when I was in my freshman year, I, I really wanted to join the MetroBots, but I just unfortunately I couldn't. And now like everyone's yeah. talking like how cool it was and like all these experiences that they had. And I was like, oh dang. Um, so uh, I will so what, say it's a huge time sink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. It is because I know you guys went to like these cool competitions, and I was mm-hmm. also like they would also talk about that at Metro. Like you guys won these all these cool awards, and I was a little bit jealous. But <laughs> what about uh, Swati? What, what was your part at the MetroBots? Yeah, I had a more of a an administrative business side role um, on the MetroBot. Mm-hmm. So I was, as soon as I started off the bat, um, I think I dabbled a little bit in in um, the mechanical and engineering side of it. But I think I had joined right during our build season, which was probably like one of the most inopportune times to join, I think, just because it's very hectic. There's a lot of stuff going on. So I think I found myself gravitating towards the fundraising and business side, and that's where I stayed for the rest of the time. So yeah, so throughout my role as the fundraising manager, I think kind of like... Um, Josiah had mentioned a lot of grant writing and learning how to um, work with our sponsors and and retain that um, relationship, as well as kind of find new people to potentially sponsor us as well and writing grants, um, really focusing on that funding. And I think to your question about how it's kind of influenced my, I guess, professional path now, I think it provided a lot of like rigorous, I think, professional development and soft skills at like you know, what, like 14 to 18 years old. And I don't think, you know, being able to like talk to people who are significantly older than me or are in really high positions or things like that, like those types of development and even like learning how to write grants and write professionally. um, I think that was a lot that I had never, I don't think any, a lot of other high schoolers can say that they've been able to do. So that was really, really cool and really foundational. Yeah, that's very cool. The other question I was uh, going to ask you was, uh, did you have an interest of business or like, you know, that aspect before joining MetroBots or was that something that like, you know, you got the job, like, you know, got that position at the MetroBots and you were like, maybe I should, you know, further this more or how was that? Yeah, that's a good question. I think... um I honestly, I was always interested in like more of like the public service side, like law and government going into high school and and throughout high school as well. Um, And I think what I liked about business is the fact that it was so broad. And I was like, okay, so within it, there's so much you could be doing, you know, with the grant writing and the fundraising. And I am in one of my degrees is in the business school now. And and it's econ, so it's not necessarily like along the lines of like um, what I was doing at the MetroBots. But I think it, it kind of provided like an insight as to how broad the business world can be. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's very cool. What about you, Melissa? So similar to Swathy, I also was on more of like the business and like administrative side of things for a little bit of time. I was on like the engineering side. And even though that's kind of what I do now, I just found myself being more attracted to that business and administrative side of things. And for most of my time on the MetroBots, I was I was a manager on the team. Um, so even though I was on that administrative side, I took on a more of like a where I was managing those like small subgroups that we had and kind of like overseeing everything they were doing. So I kind of dabbled into like the grant writing, the fundraising, but also like the media aspect of everything and like 
photography or like producing videos and then also like our outreach portion which was a huge part of our team like the reason that we did get so many cool awards like get to go to like worlds and whatnot so I got to help with all of that too so that's influenced me because I gained so many soft skills that have helped me in my like design career so far like I get to be like leaders on like projects because I can like manage people well and like I can understand like from a design point like the way that uh like what a user might need if I'm like designing a product or something and like how that might be incorporated into like different types of like communities and whatnot so a lot of those like really valuable soft skills are the things that I learned that I oh, that's very cool to yeah now. Uh, I know Caleb I, I, were you at the Metrobots or no mm-hmm. no I, so um, just I like also me. wanted to join too but I had picked up sports, so with the whole time commitment, I didn't know if I would be able to do both and school at the same time. So, yeah, yeah, it's the same with me. I I did sports as well, um, and then just managing that time. And I, but at the same time, I feel like that's a good thing, you know, trying to manage your time, see what works, what doesn't. But I, I I'm kind of sad I, I didn't at least try mm-hmm. <laughs> MetroBots. But did you have any cool internships, or how how was your uh, learning lab, learning center? We I, I took a couple of classes like advanced mechatronics and stuff like that, which was very hands-on. So we did a lot of building and stuff like that, which I found very helpful because like come like prior to coming in, I wasn't really a handyman. I was more like you know, if I see it, I can try it. But it kind of gave me a lot of skills that you know it kind of like pushed me and showed me like hey, you know you can do it. Just you know look it up, see what you need to do, and then try to get your hands you know dirty a little bit, and even just. Hearing the stuff that they're talking about also applies to like my startup company that I'm a part of, like with the whole grant writing, with the whole, you know, it's it just, it really, I'm hearing a lot of like things that are similar and it's very exciting to hear that a lot of people are being introduced to these different things, you know, coming in early because then they can actually apply that to their lives. Yeah, well, that's very cool. Yeah, I, that's that's something I've like also noticed that sometimes like uh, especially like the communication skills, like I used to be very shy and all this. And then slowly, like I started to you know open up more because I had to like present like with all these people or I had to actually work in a group, which was something I was always scared of, you know. And so um, and it's, you know, something that, that can help me out through life. <laughs> so um, so I know I know we've all talked about like the influence that passed, but I, I feel like 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 I said, the the Metro Boss was something I really wanted to try out, but you know I couldn't. Was there something that you you know maybe you saw at past that you know you wanted to try out but couldn't, or wish that you could have tried? I think um, I appreciated how many programs past had. I don't even. I thought like being there all the time in high school. I was like, yeah, I, I know what past does, and I was like, no, I don't. Like the past does so much, and it's so many students and so many different programs, and I think. Um, part of me is just like maybe, you know, one summer, if I was free, I would have wanted to like help out with some of those programs and, 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 you know, help kids learn about XYZ science topics and stuff like that. So I think, um, it would have been nice to, I guess, be exposed to the parts that weren't necessarily through Metro, but just past individually was doing. Yeah. I think that would have been mm-hmm. really cool. Uh, Melissa, you said you helped out with the summer programs, right? How, how was that? I did for one summer, I think it was in 2019. I actually, helped run one of the summer camps and it was at Kip Columbus. So it wasn't even at past. It was at like another like high school, middle school. And I worked with, I believe kids who were between the sixth and eighth grade. And 
that was a really fun experience for me. That was that lasted like a whole like month and a half, and I was there every day from like nine to four. <laughs> so it's kind of yeah. like working like a full time job, like Monday through Friday. But it didn't even feel like it because the day went by so fast, and like the kids are like they're so smart and bright, and it was like so fun to like see them learning all these things that they didn't know about, or that maybe they were introduced into like some of their science classes, and then they got to learn more about it in a cool way and like do all these fun projects. Uh, so the programming that PASS does in their summer camps are really cool opportunities for kids to be like. Yeah, yeah, I, I do think so too. I mean, and I think one of the great things about PASS is that um, I know they work with so many other schools and it's not just like Metro in general, uh, even though we, you know, they have a, a good partnership with Metro, but it's just like, you know, the same opportunities that we may get other schools, you know, they offer that to other schools, which is really cool. Um, I think, Josh, did you said you, uh, you did the uh, Minecraft program? So that was back in like, seventh grade but since then a lot of times in high school i worked with i even volunteered at the flo tournaments and even one year i did also do the kip camp i was what they called a student ambassador i think and it really was just helping these kids with their projects their learning activities and um their different i guess activities that they did like their final thing they built rovs Mm -hmm. which are remote operated vehicles and they kind of drove them underwater which Mm -hmm. was that was That's rather cool, cool helping them with that. What about you, Caleb? <laughs> like Swathi said, just um, getting more involved with stuff outside of Metro. And even like with mm-hmm. Metro, some of the stuff we did, like I took a Tai Chi class, which was very cool. And it was very, it was a new experience. And it's definitely, you know, something I'm glad that I was a part of. So just kind of tapping into that market outside of Metro and kind of learning more about what they do and just kind of get myself more involved with like them. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I can I could say the same in a way. Like I share that same experience. I feel like I uh through the class at Metro that was in partnership with PASS, I kind of feel like I dabbled in a little bit of everything, you know, like especially the Tai Chi class and the wellness. Um and then from there, that's where I started, you know, going into the uh the media aspect of what I wanted to do. That's where I learned. Cause I like the first two years I didn't know what I was gonna do. Like I didn't I didn't have I was like, ah, like what major should I choose? And uh, you know, through like dabbling in little things and like uh, you know, getting hands on from this uh, this learning center, and I'm like, maybe that's not the right thing for me. Let me try this. You know, it just lets you explore, and I think that's the great thing about past. So, yeah. Um, and then a little bit off topic from past, but I was just wondering. I know the COVID, like you know, the COVID pandemic is just like it brought a huge uh, just hole in the education system, especially like online learning. Like I know we've all had our like you know horror stories of like virtual online learning, and I was like. On pers- in my personal experience, it wasn't the best. Teachers were trying to, you know, pull everything together, see what they can do. And then some teachers couldn't even figure out Zoom. So that was <laughs> a whole story. But in like in your opinion or experience, like what is something that the current education system is missing or failing at? Or like, what is the suggestion? It could be big or small. And, you know, it's just from your personal experience. Um, Something I've noticed and I've talked to my peers about is just the fact that I think we're so incredibly focused on like the grades and the outcome and like that GPA and and whatnot. And I think while it is important to have some sort of like metric to measure how you're performing and whatnot and whether or not you've actually learned the concepts, I find that like, because especially in it's an, it's in a virtual environment too, I'm literally going through classes for the sake of like getting them over with and getting an A in it and moving on. And like, that's like my end goal. And it's so sad because I'm like, I'm paying tuition and I'm trying, you know, I'm, you know, 
paying money to this university to learn and I'm not even putting the effort into actually like, do I actually retain anything? Am I, do I actually care or am I actually struggling and learning or am I just trying to get this class over with for the sake of getting an A and, and just being done. So I think I wish we found a way to strike a balance between like, and there have been some classes where I've actually really struggled. There was an accounting class where I found myself going to office hours because the professor, she was, she was like, I, she was very intent on making us actually learn. And if that meant us getting bombing an exam, then, and if it helps us learn better, then so be it. Right. So, so I appreciated the fact that she took a much more personalized approach into making sure that we actually understood what we were learning rather than just like, you know, funneling out a bajillion students who are just getting A's and whatnot classes in these class grades in these classes, but not actually learning. So I, I feel like there's a couple of classes here and there throughout my career high school and college career where I actually had to struggle and go to office hours and force myself to learn because I wanted to and, and the professor showed interest versus taking classes that I'm just like, I, I, I'll get an A, but do I remember anything in it? No. Do I actually? Yeah. So I, I wish we kind of put more of a focus on not just like the end goal and the outcome and that metric, but actually the process of learning. Do we actually understand anything? Maybe activities that relate to the class itself. Because our physics class, they're like, okay, we're going to do all the labs online. So they give us this tiny little red box. I can actually show you it. It's called a IO lab. <laughs> and they can measure like acceleration and velocity and force. And it's all kind of cool stuff. But the activities that they have us do with it, it doesn't really correlate with the class. They're just kind of random. And it's really hard to create these hands-on activities that you can both do virtually and that help you learn, I feel. Uh, something I would say is um, kind of like per personalized learning. I feel like a lot of the times we're just taking a lot of like random classes. Like, hey, just fill this requirement. We don't really care what you do, but just fill this requirement. But if we could just find classes that are more geared towards what we're doing, and what we're studying and stuff that we would use like past college like she's saying like you know the retention like a lot of these classes we're taking them just because and because of that like we're just you know hey i just need to know this for the exam and after that i'm okay that's all that matters you know so trying to find those classes that are you know actually like stimulating to your brain but also are things that you would want to learn about and want to know and stuff that you would actually you know retain in your mind and would help you like past college is definitely something we should put more emphasis on. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree, honestly, yeah. For me, I'm kind of in the same boat as Josiah, where I wish there was more, like, hands-on learning that was incorporated in what we we're doing. Because um, at least for me, like, as a design student, like, everything I do is hands-on. And after the pandemic hit, everything became virtual. And, like, I, if I'm, like, designing something, it's always conceptual. Like, I'm never doing anything, like, with my hands or, like, making it come to life, which makes it really hard to, like, go through that design process and like really understand like the different like methods that I'm using to like try to create something um which is applicable in like most classes because you know you go to a class and it's like it's a lecture and then you just leave zoom if you don't have any questions and you're not really retaining information like after that even if you do like the homework assignment so uh finding a better way to like incorporate like more interactive learning and like things that actually like stimulate your brain rather than just like sitting there and then like going back and studying your notes later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I like, I, even though I'm, I'm still in high school, I, I kind of feel the same way where like sometimes you're, you're just, I guess, mindless studying, you know, you're just trying to memorize everything. 
to just get that grade, pass that test, and then move on to the next one. And there's not enough uh, hands-on learning. And so, yeah, so maybe like a balance between that and then, you know, especially a lot of hands-on learning internships, experiences and all that, which I've always like, uh, you know, I've always been grateful that I have this internship because I feel like with like MetroBots, like for you guys, it was MetroBots or just another internship. You guys had, even though in, in that moment, it could have felt like, you know, very fun. It was just like another club moving on. You know, you realize that, you know, they helped me and like my, uh, like Swati, it helped her in their business, you know, further into that business. And Caleb, it helped them, you know, with writing the grants and all in his uh, up, upcoming startup. So I think that's just, uh, there should be a balance between that, you know having classes that further your pathway, but at the same time, get you enough hands-on learning. And so with that, I was just going to ask, like if, since you guys were at the past uh, and you guys dabbled in the, in the past programs, was there any program that you would like to see, you know, maybe like, you know, further grow or, you know, or would you like to see a different program maybe implemented, like just a completely new idea if you guys had something in mind? I could start maybe um, even implementing like real world stuff. Like a lot of the schools now, like you don't learn like, hey, this is how you can file your taxes. You know, don't go pay somebody to do it. Here's how you can do it. You know, more real world application stuff that we could use, you know, not depending on our major or not depending on where we go, but just like everyday skills that we can pick up on that we can actually use. Yeah. And so like with Caleb, with that, I feel like I feel like everyone says that, you know, we need that, like, you know, a class that teaches how to file taxes. Cause even then, like, you know, you're like, you, you, when you're like 16, you're just starting to get a job. Like maybe that should be a high school class. Cause like you're, you're just getting them a job and you feel sometimes I know I went blindly and I thought that money was mine, but in reality it isn't, you know, when you get that first paycheck, you realize, you know, have that paycheck as you know, to pay in taxes. So I feel like that there, there should be a class about that. And it could, it could be in like the, economics aspect so even going into like business like hey this is what you should look out for you know always you know trying to put yourself first in terms of business like you know because if you don't put yourself first nobody will trying to look out for yourself you know um i don't know just like real world stuff that we can actually use you know Uh, i know i know one is like i guess more uh in in that way in like the aspect of art but like, you know, media, I know we, we slowly started to get more like, you know, the photography classes in high school, but I feel like maybe we should have more like, you know, just to like explore that realm. Cause I feel like we're, we're always, you know, like, I feel like technology, like the T and technology and STEM can also, you know, incorporate media. And so I think that would be very cool if we have like a class about, you know, digital media, like graphic design and especially like video production, audio, audio production. I feel like that's that's a very like important class, especially right now, like everything's going digital, you know, and most of the jobs are digital right now. So I think that would be a very cool class that could be implemented. And I know PASS is dabbling in that, so, which is very cool. Kind of piggybacking off that, um, I think expanding their summer camps would be a really good opportunity to like incorporate more of that like business aspect, media aspect into whatever they're teaching. Uh, Because if I'm not wrong, I think most of them are like STEM based. I think I've only ever seen them do like one kind of like art based one. Um, but I know that a lot of people who did the art based one or a lot of the kids really enjoyed it. So if they did more of that, um, I think that would be a really nice way to like continue like, you know, their mission of like pursuing STEM or like further developing STEM education. Um, but also like incorporating that really important like business aspect that you know, a lot of the students in robotics had that they've also found really valuable. Yeah. 
um, that can be transferred really well over to summer camps as well. Yeah, I think that's a very good idea. Yeah. Yeah. And like off of that, like the summer program, I feel like uh, the summer programs has always been like a good way to, you know, further explore, you know, like, like the arts um, and just any other program. Cause I know like, like we said, like for me and Caleb, like we wanted to join the Metrobots, but we couldn't because of like, you know, sports and like time management, like, you know, all that. But in the summer you have, you usually have a little bit more time. So I feel like that, you know, having like those opportunities in the summer as well, just to, you know, get, you know, just to get that experience. is a very cool, cool way. Do you guys have anything else to add? Just, you know, in your experiences, like the past impact it could be about anything. Yeah. I think all I would say is the fact that like, even throughout whenever we'd write grants and stuff for the Metrobots as well, we we discuss how our group and our team was very fortunate to have the resources that we were provided at past, you know, having the lab and, and, and all the equipment that we were given. And just like the fact that we were able to stay as late as possible and things like that to actually work. So I think one thing I would say is that, yeah, I feel like any student who comes into contact or, or, is able to like, you know, work at past and whatnot is very fortunate because I think we are very lucky um, to be able to actually have a place like that, whereas it's very like focused on learning and growth and just like curiosity. I think a lot of schools might not, and a lot of students might not have that opportunity. So I think, yeah, I would, I would just, I think I, I would just emphasize the fact that um, any way that, you know, other schools and, and facilities and foundations can make sure that students have a place where they can grow, learn, just explore and things like that. I think that'd be highly encouraged because I feel like the sooner you're, you're able to start like learning and failing and growing. Um, I, I feel like that just creates better curiosity in that person for the rest of their life. So, um, yeah, it was, it was a really cool experience. Yeah. To piggyback off of what she said, I'm oh, sorry to cut you off, but yeah, I definitely applaud, uh, applaud for just kind of creating that environment and that open space where people can be very innovative and just having all those resources available to students to use, you know, especially for it being so close, like, hey, you need to, like, even with the Metrobots, like, hey, you're designing something, you need to cut something real quick in the chop shop, like, just not having, or having those resources at your fingertips definitely helps kind of have being exposed to that environment definitely does help. Yeah, and I just want to point out, like, what Swati said, I think failure is one of, like, was very important that you said that because I think a lot of classes or a lot of programs they kind of you know isolate you from failure. They kind of like want you want to protect you. And the reality is that you know that's that's not going to happen. You know, and I like that they you know they kind in a way they encourage failure. You know, because you learn from your mistakes, you grow from your mistakes, um, and so I think that's a very important part. And I really applaud past uh, for that. Yeah, and I guess a prime example is this: they let they let me host Learning on Box, which is a big surprise to me and it's just, it's just a cool opportunity. So, so yeah. And, uh, anything you want to add, Melissa or jo- Josiah? I, I really appreciate how past, uh, like treats the students that like walk through their doors. I feel everyone is like treated as equal and they really do believe in everyone who like comes through like you can go up to them with an idea and they will be so excited about it or like tell them about like something that you did that like you succeeded on or something and they will be like so happy for you so they really do believe in like the potential and like the growth that all the students who interact with past have like from their summer camps to people on the Metrobots or any student at Metro um and they give you those opportunities to like interact with those professionals without thinking twice of the fact that like you're a high school student and you're interacting with someone like who might be twice your age. 
who's like a professional, like they see you on the same level of them. And I think that was really impactful and like it helps your, like not only helps your confidence, but it helps the way that like you eventually like carry yourself once you start to learn more of those soft skills that they help you develop. Yeah. The connections that they have. Yeah. I will say, and this may not necessarily add to everything else, but simply the amount of professionals that passed was astounding in their career. Like I knew this one man, um, he was a tribologist, which worked on like friction and circular forces and stuff like that. And even though it didn't really have anything to do with our robotic side of things, sort of like the bearings and stuff like that. But he taught me not only how to use the mill, the lathe, the chop saw, stuff like that, but he taught me these complex ideas which i would never have learned from anyone else simply because he was like one of the best people in his field in like all of ohio or something like that which i think is really cool how past can draw expertise from like any field into like one building one place yeah that's very cool and that's i think that's very spot on too (laughs) yeah just the connections just the influence and like the real world uh, experiences that we get from these programs which is i think very cool yeah, I just thank you very much uh, for being a part of this episode. And, you know, have a spending, you know, taking a part of your day to, you know, just talk about your experiences and how that's uh, influenced your uh, pathway. So thank you. Thank you for joining us for Learning Unboxed, a conversation about teaching, learning, and the future of work. I want to thank my guests and encourage you all to be part of the conversation. Meet me on social media at Annalise Corbin. And join me next time as we stand up, step back, and lean in to reimagine education.